Ladies and gentlemen, after five rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for decision. The judges score the contest 48-47, 48-47, and 49-46 for the winner by unanimous decision. And still the undisputed UFC lightweight champion of the world, Islam Mahashev. Hello and welcome back to Hold On I'm Talking Brother. My name is Joe Greenwood and you are listening to our review of UFC 284, Makachev versus Volkanovski for the lightweight title. Uh, UFC's first event in Australia for a number of years. And uh, Tom Ballam, you are my regular co-host. How much did that crowd awaken you? The fact that we never should go back to the apex. I mean, that's for sure, Joe. Uh, it was absolutely incredible. The roof was on fire. Yeah. My God. Newfound respect for the nation of Australia. Mm. Uh, my views have been changed. <laughs> Independence is granted. I mean, yeah. Joe, it was absolutely amazing. You asked me a question in the run-up to this event. Um, when will we realize just how big this fight is? Because the UFC might not have promoted it. Will we have to wait for them to get in there? My answer to you at the time was... We know how big it is. For the fight fans out there, we know the size of the occasion. But yeah. good Lord, did Volkanovski's walkout crystallize how big this fight was. Absolutely Absol- epic. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll go further into that walkout uh, in a little bit. But let's, let's go into the actual fight itself. Main event for the lightweight title, Islam Makachev defends his title successfully against Volkanovski. Wins by unanimous decision, 48-47 on two judges' scorecards, 49-46 on the third. And, Tom, the simple question is, how did you score this fight? Uh, Well, I usually, as a dedicated professional, uh, honing my craft, will take meticulous notes uh, when watching these big events. I couldn't do it, Joe. I had to glue 100% into the fight. It was just too good, too good to ignore. So pen and paper went down pretty fast. I think we got about one minute in. Mm. Um, So I was just kind of scoring blind uh, on feeling. Yeah. Uh, And I scored the match on first viewing as follows. Yeah. 48-47 for Islam Makachev. Okie doke. That's very interesting. Uh, first time I watched it, I scored it 48-47 for Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, is how I scored it. However, I scored it for him, and I'm like, he's definitely not won. He's, he's not won this. The judges aren't going to give it to him. Like That was my thinking. And it wasn't in the sense of, this is a robbery. It was in the sense of, this was so close and so good that like you can literally score it either way 48 47 and not be disappointed i don't think i could squint a little bit and say 49 46 makachev absolutely no way i could give four rounds to volkanovsky well my eyebrows are raised joe um i think we better get into it round by round because i'm not seeing a 49 46 so you you watched it the second time and you scored it the the second time well we'll get into that let's start off let's start off with the first round don't think there's going to be too much debate about 
that one. There, there, are, there are certain rounds that I think are pretty set. I, I, can I just put that out there? And I think it's rounds one, four, and five are the rounds where there's not really much debate about who won them. We will be talking about one of those rounds in a bit more detail later on. Let's okay, I know which one. one. I know which one. Anyway, round one. Let's go through it. Yeah, round one. Uh, so they open up. A lot of fainting on both sides. Uh, yeah. Definitely a feeling out process. Any smart observer would recognize that was going to be the case. Yeah. Islam showing his patience, waiting for his opening. And then um, when they're trading, Volkanovski's blitzed in. They're kind of in the pocket and Makachev drops him. That sets off a chain of events where... He didn't uh, drop Volkanovski. He rocked him slightly, didn't he? He dropped to his knee, Joe. Now I ah uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I saw it. Well, I don't think it was scored as a knockdown. No, uh, I don't understand that. He dropped him. His knee hit the mat from a in strike. boxing terms. You would say that's it, but we're not in boxing, so maybe they don't classify it as a drop. No, perhaps not. But uh, he doesn't need that to to tie the round up anyway, because from that position, you know, he's able to get into the clinch um, and set off a very interesting sequence of events, which we will see later on uh, through the fight. So. Mm. Uh, I was listening to Jack Slack, the oracle that he is, mm. and he, he highlighted this. Uh, once Makachev has his arms locked and he's taken Volkanovski's back in the clinch position against the cage, Volk turns head head into the cage, arse out <laughs> to the centre of the octagon, thus preventing uh, Makachev from rocking him backwards and forwards before eventually collapsing him under his own legs uh. to, to get the takedown against the fence. Interesting. So what I'm saying is Volk is protecting against that because his front is covered by the cage, leaving Makachev with the only option to pull him backwards, pull him onto him, mm. and then uh, get on top in the... Well, get the back in the scramble after that. Basically create a misdirection by pulling him in. But then also, I guess if Volkanovski is aware of him doing that, he can then just move to a certain way as he's being pulled in, meaning that Makachev can only go one way. Yeah, so Makachev basically has to pull Volkanovski back onto yeah. him, and then he's risking a lot there in the scramble that follows. Yeah. Volkanovski's got that dominant position for a moment. He might be able to turn into Makachev yeah. and, and thus reverse the position. So very smart game planning from the Volkanovski corner. Makachev was able to keep control of the back, and the round ended as such, with mm. Makachev in the dominant position. Am I right this is a 10-9 for Islam Makachev? I, I, I agree. That's a 10-9 Makachev. Um, I think there was that interesting um, moment where it looked like Volkanovski had charged through Makachev and sort of dropped him, but in reality it just sort of like, almost like bundled him over. Like, it, it, was, <laughs> it was like, I'm going for a shot, I'm like, oh, it's, it's not really landing, oh, I'll just sort of push you over a little bit, because Makachev's retreating. That was the thing also... You know, okay, should we? We'll save it for the end. But basically, I think both these guys highlighted that they're a lot stronger in their supposed weak areas than people presumed. Yeah, I don't think you're giving a big spoiler there, Joe. Uh, that's something we definitely learned. Makachev's uh, stand-up deserves some respect. Yes, and Volkanovski can handle himself under pressure on the mat. Um, yeah. So we move on to the round two. Yeah, round round two. Um, Volkanovski undeterred. Now, that was one thing that ended round one. He had that cheeky little gremlin grin on his face when Makachev had his back. Mm. That's another thing we'll return to later on in the fight. Loved it, by the way. Mm. Absolutely loved it. Uh, there was one other thing from that first round that, that caught me up. Did you hear what the crowd were chanting? Uh, Islam is a wanker, right? <laughs> am, I, am I wrong? Uh, Joe, I'm sorry, it got me. That, that yeah, it was really funny. I thought that was hilarious. Um, 
Anyway, I mean, as you, you said, know, it could, could be ripped out of context, that one, couldn't it? But, uh... distasteful in uh in certain circles for sure we probably shouldn't dwell on it because we do want to uh be released to the masses (laughs) yes let's move on let's move on round two round two uh volk straight away gets on the front foot and you know he's 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 pushing makachev let's be honest to me he was leading the dance there in in that second round Mm. um i'm glancing over to my notes now of course, then we had, it was Makachev landing that one left hook again towards mm. the middle of the round, which wobbled Volk. Yeah. Commentary team made big play of that. What, what did you think? I think it's interesting in that the guys that have rocked uh, Volkanovski before this were Max Holloway in the second fight in their trilogy and Chad Mendes. Um, Holloway obviously gets that credit because of his striking credentials and how he game-planned for that second fight and how impressive that was. And Mendes obviously gets that because of his just raw athletic power that he has. Whereas Makachev, as was stated before, if this fight's on the feet, Makachev's losing. And then when Makachev does that, it's kind of this, well, maybe not. Maybe if this stays on the feet, it's not as clear-cut as Volkanovski wins. But anyway... um, yeah, he rocked Volkanovski, but then I had it as like Volkanovski sort of embraced this challenge of like I've got to win the round back from him, and proceeded to just like out output um, Makachev. I mean, the output was very low for this fight. Let, let's let's also put that out there. This is Volkanovski's like lowest output in quite a while. Um, but that second round, he really just tried to kick it up a notch. It's his highest output, other than the fifth, was the second round. Well, part of that was, uh, as you say, reasserting himself into the round after being wobbled. Mm. Got straight back on the front foot. Makachev had a few moments where he was stalking Volk a little bit, but sure enough, Volky, ret- Volkanovsky, Volky, Volky, Volky. Yeah, he, he he returned to trend. Ended the round with Makachev pressed up against the cage. Kind of working a bit of a tie clinch, but really I had Volk uh, getting more shots off and in the dominant position. Yeah, rode rode the round out, basically. I gave the round to Volkanovski. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Guaranteed the round for him um, as well. Third round, I thought was really interesting because this was when Volkanovski actually started to implement more the game plan we talked about pre-fight which is when, is he going to start digging to the body? Is that what, when is he going to start doing that? And in the first round or two, he threw a couple body jabs from quite far out, you know, more just sort of like testing, just to let Makachev know I can get there. But the second round is when he really dug to the body there. Well, let's just highlight the key weapon for Volkanovski in the early going. And it was that uh, kind of blitz, switching stances, Mm. Uh, left hook, right straight, you know, in the pocket as he as he comes in towards Makachev. Makachev was doing a g- good job countering that with with that left hook, mm. stepping off the line, creating that space, and 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 as we saw that that hurt Volk. Uh, but as you say, we got to see a bit more body work from Volkanovski coming into the third, winning the clinch exchange as well with those shots. Makachev, so he was landing some really nice kicks. I thought some really nice kicks in the in that round. The teep, the teep up the middle. Teep up the middle, know, yeah, to, yeah. To the body. Yeah, very impressive. Um, so, round three for Volkanovski for you. Yeah, I, I had Volk uh, on both second, uh, sorry, first and second viewing. 
Okay, so you, currently we both have it 2-1 Volk going into the fourth. Fourth round, Makachev here, oh my word, finally got the timing on Volkanovski. Takes him down, beautiful takedown, controls the back, not a lot of output. And then I'm thinking, has Volkanovski nicked this round with the rabbit punches? For me, absolutely not. I just think <laughs> that that control that control period gave it to Makachev for me. Tom... Please tell me you have not given it to Volkanovski based off of those for those punches. <laughs> um, I think it's worth a discussion. Let's okay. put it that way, Joe. So, can we? Do you have the stats in front of you? How much control time was it for Makachev? How long did he have that back for? He had in round four three minutes twenty-five. Yeah, pretty pretty substantial. And of pretty substantial. Okay, significant strikes. Makachev landed four to Volkanovski's six. Total strikes, though, was Makachev 19, Volkanovski 49. It's, it's not significant work. I'm sorry. Like, I can't, I can't, it doesn't override the control and the takedown for me. No. Uh, first time I watched it, I had to give it to Makachev. Of course, we were talking about it. Volkanovski was amazing, let me just say, uh, in that position. It's just a angry little man joe yeah <laughs> Terrifying. Terrifying. oh dogged that was the thing about this fight for volk was that like he is so dogged like as a competitor like he just refuses to wilt he refuses to give in to people i mean joe that was his re- that was his reputation before the fight i yeah. don't even have the vocabulary to describe the animal <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. This fight. yeah absolutely. Like, absolutely i'm te- i'm tearing up for me it was an absolute amazing human feats of like yeah willpower endurance discipline will to win Can, i've also got to shout him out for this as well this is a little bit of a volkanovsky loving for obvious reasons but we will be praising makachev in a moment but at the round four going into round five in the corner i was actually really blown away by volkanovsky and his conversation with his coaches that he was really aware of what they were saying and was responding and conversing with them like uh, Eugene Behrman gave him an instruction and Volkanovski wasn't sure what he, what he meant he said like wait hold on do you want me to do that off the two saying off the one two str- combo off the, the straight and he's just like yeah yeah he's just like okay I've got it clear in my mind I've got a clear game plan and I really was kind of super impressed by that I mean maybe I'm being blown away by something that's quite simple but like how many times and we've seen it on this card as well guys that are just dying in between rounds that can barely listen to anything and like Volkanov shout, having shout a shout out Jimmy Crew Alonso <laughs> my god by god indeed very um, different type of fight no I think you're right to praise yeah. Volkanovski for that he was so alert Joe and you know no spoilers end of the fifth round Volkanovski barely looked like he'd been in a fight he wasn't even his chest was barely moving I mean I he's, bet his Pulse hadn't gone above about 30. <laughs> I mean, it was outrageous. Terrifying. Yeah, really. Well, he dropped Makachev. Dropped Makachev. Well, we we moved fifth. into the fifth now. We, we moved into did. the fifth. So, you know, I had to give Makachev those rounds. That fourth round. Yeah. I had, no comment on the fifth. I had to give Makachev that fourth round. But I do think there's a conversation there. Volkanovski got more damage off in the round. Not. It's not damage. That's not Joe, damage. I'm going to ask Volkanovski to go around to your house and rabbit punch you in the head 49 times. And I want you to come on for the listeners. I'll tell you what. We'll put a screenshot of your face. Hold on. In, in that no position. Damage. In that position. 
in that position where I'm on his yeah. back, controlling him yeah. from the back, and he's going like that from over the top. I could do that. I, Joe, could, eat that. I could eat in, that for in lunch. In that position, Joe, I, I, let me tell you right now, I'm calling the coroner. <laughs> and, and I'm getting the service ready. R.I.P. Joe. No. Because Bogdanovsky yeah, would explode out and, and ruin you. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. We're talking about... Yeah, but he didn't explode out. Makachev still controlled him. He still had the dominant position. I'm sorry, man. Like, if... If Tyler Santos didn't win that round against Shevchenko doing the same thing, then Volkanovski doesn't win this round. Right. Doing less of that against Makachev, who is in a more dominant position. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Makachev won the round. But what positions are considered dominant enough that you can just lay control without any damage? Is it just when you take the back? On the, on the back. On the back guard? is... A half guard you get in, like, elbowed and punched from the bottom. You're not well, getting anything Well, off. we'll talk about Yair Rodriguez Wait, in a moment. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what yeah, I'm but saying. he didn't do that, though. We All we can talk about is what we have, which is Makachev controlled the back. Significant strikes between the he two is pretty minimal. Th- he didn't even threaten a sub, Joe. Yeah, but how much of that is Volk's defence? But then also we don't score no, defence. Volk, Volk was too bu- busy punching him in the face. Uh, no, 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 no. No, Pull in places no, 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 no. You can't, right, you Makachev, can't, you can't give a, you can't give a guy a round for that from that position. I'm not, gi- I'm not giving him the round. Makachev okay. won the round. We move into the fifth. Yeah, uh, Makachev goes for the takedown again that he lands in the fourth, but instead he is met by a massive shot from Volkanovski. Uh, it was a big right hand that I got it. Is it a right hand that he rocked him with just off the temple, and then um, crowd exploded. Volkanovski gets on top. Makachev rode out the rest of the fighting guard as Volkanovski then did his classic thing of, I'm in his guard, I'm going to plant my feet, I'm going to get over him, and then load the ground and pound on him. He was doing ground and pound to a Dagestani champion. Joe, he like, wasn't this, just doing ground and pound. He was postured up, postured wail, up. wailing down on him. Some great screenshots of uh, Makachev look, looking off into the distance. Yeah, like... Gasping, bloody. Get me out of here. Well, get me out of here. Who is this little terror? You yeah. Know? Uh, truly ferocious stuff from Volkanovsky. And if we had a couple more rounds, I think we know how this is ending. Yeah. Um, Volkanovsky just wins all the plaudits. You give him that. You give him that fifth round. It's weird, isn't it? That you know, a lot of people think Volkanovsky won the fight. I don't think it's a robbery for Makachev to win this. I think rounds two and three are close enough where I can see arguments either way. Um, but it's could you now say that Makachev is pound for pound the best fighter in the world like well, after this fight this is where I have to come in and say how I changed my scoring on the second oh view. really yes uh, second viewing I scored it 48-47 Alexander Volkanovsky yeah rounds 2, 3 and 5 for Volk yeah yeah Right. So, are we saying then that basically rounds one, four, and five are not contentious in the slightest? It's rounds two and three are basically the swing rounds. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, let's talk about this then, which is this is the first time we've seen a Dagestani fighter in that Khabib style damaged like this, beaten up like this, potentially lost a fight like this. And we've seen how to beat these guys is you just have to be the best fighter in the world. Like, you, you have to be... Alexander Volkanovsky lost this fight, and I think most people came away with thinking that he's the best fighter in the world. I mean, there are things that Volkanovsky could fix going into the to the next matchup, mm. which let me just say I want to see it. Mm. 
They've the rematch. Both, they've both called for it, Joe. Mm. I'm sorry, Yair. Yair who? Yeah. I mean, Joe, that was so good. That was so good. As I'm saying it now. Annual event, Perth, <laughs> Makachev, Volkanovski. Let's make it. A, let's make it a thing. Yeah. Because it was. It was just so good. My can we, God. Can we talk about some of the? Uh, hold on. Are you you're saying fight of the year contender basically straight straight away? You have to consider the context of the fight as well. Yeah, the context and the drama for sure. I, I it, to me it's it's a very good fight, close to great. Um, I think the drama of it elevates it, oh, but definitely. but like you know, I, I when people are like this is one of the all time greatest fights, I I think people should calm down on that a little bit i it was this expectation i mean you expected makachev to sub volkanovsky in this fight we weren't expecting this from volk um but it was it was incredible like again i think the atmosphere adds to it and if we're talking about what their next matchups are let's just look at the divisions themselves apart from the fact that yaya rodriguez is now an interim champion and you know fact that Benil Dariush has been matched up with Oliveira, there's no real clear contenders for either of these guys is there I'm sorry like I'm a, I'm a human just like everyone else my attention is on this fight uh, now yeah yeah he made the best case he could, we're going to talk about that imminently um, but the headline was stolen out from under him by Volkanovski's performance here, uh, I don't know if you've seen what they both said post fight yet Joe but mm. uh Volkanovski was informed during the interview that Makachev had, had said he'd be interested in uh, a rematch. And Volk was like, yep, let's get it done. Instant rematch. And they, they ask him about Yair and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think he's like, I don't want to cut down to 145 again? Do you think he's felt the pleasure of 155? It feels terrible to say this because I'm about to give myself and also Yair huge credit for what goes on in that co-main uh, and my prediction for it. But... Uh, Volkanovski absolutely destroys Yaya Rodriguez. Yeah. Uh, oh, hold on. You are a man that thought Parker Porter was going to win an MMA fight. So, again, I'm not going to give you too much credit for right, picking Joe, Yaya let's talk. Let's talk about the co-main. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. I, w- I want to keep talking about this main event just for, just for another second or so. Do you... Do you come away with this again? Talking about Volkanovski's standing in this is that he not only is the best featherweight in the world, but he's the second best lightweight in the world now. I want to see more of Volkanovski at lightweight. He wants to fight there. If he also, has to, f- also, sorry, go on. You continue. Well, I mean, if he has to go and fight uh, Oliveira, I mean, let's not talk about the glitzy names Gaethje or Poirier, Chandler, Chandler. Come on, Joe. Yeah, do me a favor. Let's also bring this up. Let's say they don't make the rematch straight away. And no rush. Well, Volkanovski wants to fight four times this year, so I don't know how he's planning on doing this. He's got to be fighting in, I guess, May or June, then September and then December, something crazy. That's a crazy output if he's going to get that done. I. Watching this fight, do you think Benil Dariush watched this fight and thought he can beat Makachev? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> I, do. I do. Give me it. Give me it now. Um,. Cancel the Oliveira yeah, fight, I mean, just mate. Makachev versus Dariush. I mean, surely Benil is undeniable after a win over Oliveira. He's undeniable now, in my my opinion. I think he's undeniable. 
yeah. I think there's 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 too much wasting time with guys like Dariush and actually wasting time with guys like Makachev. Makachev when he became champion or just before he beat Oliveira, he says he doesn't want to do the Usman thing of just having a load of rematches. And it's just like, what, he's had his first title defense, it's just like, okay, you're going to have a rematch of that straight away. I actually don't think there's a rush with going to the rematch. I think you separate them, and then maybe bring them back together later in the year. December, something like so that. It was, it was one of those fights where these men are now bonded. It's different, <laughs> Their isn't path, it? it's just different. It's just different. Beforehand, there wasn't that. It was this curio. But now it's like it's kind of forged in iron that these two are kind of like the perfect matchup for each other. I mean, Dominic Cruz was saying it uh, in the fourth round without knowing any outcome that this is this is going to happen again. Yeah. I, I, I really, truly believe it has to. Um, but perhaps some roadblocks can come up down the way. Um, let's, well, let's talk. About... Let's talk about a fight that doesn't need to happen again. Yair Rodriguez defeats Josh Emmett for the interim featherweight title. Um, I mean, let me tell you, hundred miles an hour. Like this was, I loved this fight. Like it was absolutely brilliant. Um, but Yair, my God, he leveled up massively. So I felt like in this fight, like this was. I think there's something about Yair Rodriguez now that's different to the guy that fought Frankie Edgar, and I think we should no longer credit that fight with really meaning too much. Like, I think Rodriguez is almost... A, he's, he's a bit of a soul snatcher now, isn't he? Like, you think about, like, Zombie, you know, after he fought Rodriguez. You think about Max after he fought Rodriguez. You know, maybe Ortega will be all right, but we'll have to wait and see because that was not not if he has to fight Yair again. No, and I don't know what Emmett is going to be like after this because, my God, Rodriguez. Can I? This is the stat that really stood out to me. By the way, Rodriguez winning by triangle choke, which I, I don't think anyone would have predicted going into this. Yair Rodriguez. He normally lands to the body around about fifteen to nineteen percent. This fight. He landed at twenty nine percent, nearly thirty percent of the body he was throwing at. It was absolutely barbaric the work he was doing to the body. Some of the combinations he was throwing that question mark kick with the right hand right behind it. Oh my word, Rodriguez! It was quite something. And just Emmett just could not get anything going until the end of that first round where he drops Rodriguez because Rodriguez he just fights the fight he wants to fight. Rodriguez uh, Emmett drops him, gets him. On the ground, a bit of ground and pound. Did you score the first round for Rodriguez or for Emmett? For Rodriguez. Yeah, I scored, scored it for Rodriguez. Frank I saw I saw yeah. people scoring it for Emmett, and I'm just like, all right, I Mental. get it off the knockdown, but like, there's not, there's not enough there. Oh my God, the kicks, man. The kicks of Rodriguez and the tempo he fights at. Him versus Volkanovski, I'm sorry, I, would just, I just really want to see it now. I really, really want to see it. And I think if Volkanovski goes up to fight at lightweight again against Makachev... Are we just going to say, yeah, Rodriguez is the featherweight champion? Like, we can't do that. I mean, are you talking about a world in which Volkanovski doesn't return to featherweight now? Yeah. I think that would be a big shame. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that would be a big shame. He's really, he's got a legacy there. He's on the cusp of, of yeah. GOAT. And, yeah. Uh, and he should just close the, close the book on that before he moves up to lightweight. Obviously, if he takes apart Yair Rodriguez and Arnold Allen... There's and, nothing. This. Well, hold on. And, and Ilya Taporia? Nah, nah. Hold on. If he if Volkanovski beats um, Yair Rodriguez in May, Arnold Allen in September, and then Ilya Taporia in December, 
Like, if he's going to do the four fights in the year, and I'm guessing it would have to be around about that time frame. By the way, Yair saying, let's do the fight in September in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, you're not calling the shots here. Okay, the champ fights when he's going to fight. You know, you fight, those two fight in May, June. That lines up perfectly for, you know, Arnold Allen, potentially, if he beats Max Holloway. I think if he has that sort of campaign, I would just say he's the best featherweight to ever do it. No question. No question. You're talking about absolutely dismantling the next three competitors, clear out the whole division, close the book on Max Holloway. Uh, oh, that no, book is that book is long closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. But but Holloway was that man. He was that man. Mm. He that's, was getting that, there. It's, that's it's, over. That's the thing, like with Adesanya, isn't it? Where it's just like if he can't beat Pereira, if he can't go in there and get that back, sorry, man, but you're never getting close to that Anderson Silva sort of standing, are you? My God. Anyway, um, Josh Emmett, fair play, mate. You're 38 years old now. Gave it one last push, and respect for you to get into this level again. But you, you've aged you, you, that, that's, that's aged him a year after that beatdown. That's uh... he's he's thirty eight in three weeks. Yeah, he's thirty eight in three weeks. I mean, okay. Joe, I, I haven't I haven't commented much on on the fight because uh, you know I'm, I called it. You you don't want to credit? credit no, you said it, Yair by knockout. Did you not? Did you say Yair yeah. by knockout? I mean, he could win any way he wanted. He was absolutely putting the work on Josh Emmett. It started with. Wait, hold on. Just you do realize I won. You do realize I won, right? I'm still the champ, right? Yeah. I'm still the predictions we'll, we'll champ. Get Thank to you. Parker Porter versus. <laughs> Look, <laughs> well, on. yeah, we'll we'll get to a few things. Anyway, also this is the other thing I really want to credit Yair with. In guard, oh my god, that is Michael Bisping level output in guard. Like, oh, I was thinking Tony Ferguson with the elbows. Yes, off the back. come on, stretching all the way back. Yeah, exactly. It's... Really creating those angles. <laughs> but like, do you know how horrible that must be? Where it's just like, oh, I need to get to him, but like, I know that's coming. Like, I'm looking at it. I can see the missile coming, and it's going to bust me up. Like, but you can't get out of the way. That was in- tremendous. Those elbows. Yeah, yeah, mate. I think you've leveled up massively. I'm not going to make a prediction just yet, but I think Volk whoops you. Just saying that right now, but the fight itself, woo, that could be some some fireworks. That could be some massive, massive fireworks. Joe, I'm glad I'm glad you come around to my to my worldview. Yeah, does have the respect. This was his breakout performance. This is what oh, was called for. This is the breakout on performance. The pod. He still didn't deserve to be in there for the interim title. Like that's, I think that's fair to say as well. He's, He's just got a weird career. Man. He's a cut above you, man, Josh Emmett. Yeah. Absolutely. Different leagues. We saw that. Emmett had nothing for him, Joe. I, I say no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right, let's talk about... My God. Um, Jack Della Maddalena defeats Randy Brown by first round submission. Rear naked choke. Um, Randy Brown started this fight off picking Della Maddalena out from, uh, from range. Picking away at him. And then Della Maddalena's like, right, I think I've figured you out, mate. Uh, harangues him back to the cage. A nice sort of knee faint. One two that Della Maddalena wasn't really that fussed about landing to get Brown up against the cage to give him an exit out to his left that then brought him onto a big right hand, dropped him, landed face first, Johnny Walker physics of like knockdown, hammer fists, and then jumped on the back for the sub. Excellent performance from Della Maddalena. His fourth first round finish in the UFC in just under a year. My man choo is choo. a problem. Choo choo. I mean, we've been on the train for a while since that, uh, what was it, the Ameev fight. We've been on this train for a while. 
Man, Della Madalena versus Vincente Luque. <sighs> sounds, got, sounds amazing. Definitely give him get a rank him in guy. those. Yeah, give him a rank guy. Oh, and get him in the rankings first. I mean, Randy Brown's as good as in them, just outside the top 15 anyway. I think Madalena's done enough to get a number next to his name. Joe, just a elite, elite performance above and beyond what I was expecting, and I predicted a, a finish in this fight. No, you didn't. You predicted a decision. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you predicted a decision yeah. and regretted it. Thank you. I regretted it immediately, dismissed it from history, wiped it from my brain, but here mm. you are to remind me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't expect a first-round stoppage, but like you say, he just walked walked Randy onto that onto that right hand. Uh, that was all she wrote. He didn't really have to do much. He didn't throw much before that. Really. Walk in the park, Joe. Didn't need to. 18 total strikes. Only 14 of them significant. One knockdown. Bit of ground to pound. Choke you to sleep. <laughs> Amazing. Della Madalena is 14 and 2 now. That's his record. And his first... His losses... His two losses were his first two fights. 14 wins in a row. Very, very impressive. Let's talk about... <laughs> Justin Taffer knocked out... Um, Parker Porter well, with the counter. Well, oh, hold on. Uh, yeah, sorry, Joe. Just to follow up. I mean, you do think Luke is the fight to make? Yeah. Before? Or, or Magni? So we're, we're not going to test the wrestling yet. We're, we're going to have a strike. Why? 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 Why would we do that? Why would we yeah. do that? <laughs> Sounds like you've got some un- unanswered questions in that department. I, I just don't think there's a rush, is there? I mean, what about this? He fights Magni and then he fights the winner of uh, the Leech versus Chiesa. So he'll have to fight Chiesa, is what you're saying? Oh, don't do the leech dirty like that, my God. Chiesa, man, like, I don't know. I think he's I think he's hit the skids a little bit, to be honest. I've just not been that impressed. No. 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 All, right. All right, so we'll, we'll ask those questions of the wrestling a bit, bit later on. We'll enjoy 2023. 2024, you're getting tested. Yeah, you're, you're facing, like, a, a Gilbert Burns by the end of this year into early next year. That sort of thing. Oof. Right, um, Justin Taffer uh, knocks out Parker Porter one minute five seconds into round one. Thank you, lads, for getting that wrapped up nice, nice and early for me. And thank you, Justin Taffer, for the two points. Tom, for some reason, picked Parker Porter. I mean, Jesus, Tom, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? By the way, we didn't talk about this in relation to the main event. Did you see the thing of um, Dan Hooker maybe accusing Makachev of using an IV to rehydrate? Is that is that all the commentary the listeners are getting on Parker Porter, Justin Taffer? Well, is no, this, what I'm thinking is... this their did, breakdown? Did Makachev share the same IV Parker Porter used, you know, filled with all that bacon grease that he's uh, rehydrated with? Because, my God, um, Porter is just dreadful. Big looping shot and just like... He was dreadful! I'm sorry, he was dreadful. It was dreadful. Like, you're getting finished by Justin Taffer. I mean, you can hit hard and all, but, my God, like, you just... Basically, he threw this big looping right hand where it's just like, here's the whole side of my face. Knock me out, please. Well, to quote a great man, Joe, if you reach, I have to teach. And that's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> Justin Taffer, 2023. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it was, uh, I mean, it was an education. Let's just say that. Perhaps not for Parker Porter, but for the aspiring practitioners out there. Mm. Uh, Got to tighten up that game a little bit. Can't be throwing those super big looping shots. And leave your chin chin exposed like that. Uh, yeah, just just little, little bop left hand from Taffer, and 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 here we are. Uh, what can I say? You, you called it, Joe. Congratulations on that. And Thank uh, you. Ju- Justin Taffer, how how high can he go? Hopefully, not much higher, because uh, I don't really want to see him. Well, well who are we going to give him Romanov? Should we give him Romanov just for a laugh? 
I mean, you did say that he was one of your least favourite fighters. Has he reclaimed? You know, is he in the good books now? No. Um, he's um, certified no, right. hater. Joe no, Finger. I'm not a hater. I'm just like, I don't know. I just feel like when I see some of these heavyweights now, and I'm talking about like Romanov, Pavlovich, Spivak, Aspinall, Garn, Blades. You know, I'm kind of over these big wobbly dudes just throwing big shots. Like, I want to see a bit of skill in there. If you can do four things at heavyweight, what, what, I'm, what, I'm blown what, away. What, what, what do you want from Justin Taffer? First round stoppage, look good doing it. Nice little line after the fight in front of his home crowd. Yeah, whatever. All right, let's uh, move on to the opener of the main card. Um, Jimmy Crew in Alonzo Menafield ends in a draw simply because Menafield grabbed the fence and got a point deducted. Otherwise, he would have won that fight. Um, I mean... Yeah, it was it was bad, bad fight. What do you think? See, that was the take shared by by my partner here, Joe. But I think that's a little unfair. I mean, the guys—they both gave it all. It was a very very hectic first round. They are light heavyweights. Both of them were clearly spent, and uh, yeah, it devolved into <laughs> some heavy heavyweight tier slop after yeah. that. Uh, but I thought they both pushed it to the limit. It was a real battle of wills. You know, both of them were clearly spent, Joe. It, it was a, it was a. You know what? Fight. You know what? I'm being harsh. I did you enjoy. Are. it. I, I did enjoy it. It was there was some bits where I was just like, I'm surprised Jimmy Crew took some of those shots. To be honest, like that was madness. I think this also does now confirm to us that Jimmy Crew is um, he's of a level. Let's let's just put it that way. I, I think he's. I think there's. The, I think there's clear limitations, and I think the chin is the thing that will stop him from. Well, I, that I just far. think he, he he was really frustrating. I just can't imagine he went along with the game plan. I think he is better than Alonzo Menafield, but just yeah, walked but, himself into a bad place again and again and again. And Menafield you know? as well. Why is he so- brawling with Menafield? Yeah, Why exactly. yeah, don't and, do that? And also, Menafield has so many chances as well where he could have like disengaged and finished the fight, and it's just like. It was just, it was reckless. Both of them reckless at points where they could have won it. Like, uh, it's just, just not a very good fight. Not a very good performance, I thought, from Crew. Uh, as entertaining as it was, it's just not something that I would uphold as like, these two guys are at the top of their divisions, or these two guys are like hot contenders, or these two guys have got more to grow into. I think this is like their limit, and I'm happy to know what their limit is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can now talk about Jimmy Crew and go, like, he went to a draw with Alonzo Menafield. He lost the first two rounds for Alonzo Menafield. No, well, he lost all three rounds, but they docked a, docked a point. And, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, he did he did lose that third round. So you are right. Yeah. Uh, Menafield, that is. So. Yeah. so it was a fair fair draw. I mean, it could have also been stopped in favour of Menafield. I thought there was a moment there where he was yeah, getting, yeah. Off in, getting off enough. You know, it was just, like, seconds away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I mean... Yeah, Joe. Okay, we have seen Crute's ceiling. Uh, very frustrating, as I say, if you are cornering him. I still feel, I think, feel like there's a bit a bit of nastiness to, in you today, though, Joe. I mean, it can't always be young contenders, the hot revolutionary fighters surging, coming up. We do need these guys filling out the filling out the divisions. It is light yeah. heavyweight. These guys are in the kind of 10 to 20 zone they're not closest to 20 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, look i mean that's fine that's fine it's just that like when i don't know man i just don't want to have to like right, let me wrap this up for you it should be it should have been on the prelims 
Yes, and, it should And have been. then you wouldn't be so offended by it. Get those flyweights on here. My God, I love that prelim uh, fight of the that, that flyweight. What's his name? Clayton Rodriguez, Shannon Ross. Woo! There was a lot of spinning stuff in that. That was that was dope. Um, is, is that is that your fight to pick out from the prelims? That's my performance to pick out uh, of the prelims. Hold on, we'll just go over these results very quickly. Um, so, before... Basically, I've retained the predictions belt because I'm the champ. Um, thank you, Justin Taffer, for that knockout win. And... Dr. Point for nastiness, though, Joe. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a bit grisly. Because, like... I don't know, man. I don't really want to talk about Jimmy Crew and Alonzo Menafield that much. Like, I want to talk about Jack Della Maddalena more. And I actually want to talk about the main event more. Like, I feel like I want to talk about this main event next week. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to talk about Aaron Blanchfield versus Jessica Andrade. As, as good as I that fight as I think it will be for women's flyweight, I think I still will be talking about Makachev versus Volk. Anyway, let's talk about the prelims. Um, yeah, I want to highlight Clayton Rodriguez. Bat out of hell, my God. This guy was throwing everything. And got Shannon Ross out there with some uh, body shots. Nice bit of ground and pound at the end. And, uh, yeah, really impressed by his performance. Um, was there anyone else on the prelims that uh, stood out to you? Yeah, yeah, a couple of guys I'd like to highlight. Um, Clayton Rodriguez, that was a, that was a great performance. Um, it seemed like there was a limit to me on, on Shannon Ross, you know. Yeah, let, let's let's get yeah. a bit of a reality check because it, it wasn't quite there. Um, the fighters for me, well, we did talk briefly about Blake Builder. Mm. Uh, Weird I'm fight. Say, yeah, I'm saying now, Joe, I'm not, not really feeling it. No, same, same. Not, I, it was, this fight was almost in like slow motion. Yeah, I mean, a whole lot of dancing around from Builder, but not much actual engagement. Yes, he had nice lateral movement, uh, but actually... Shane Young was getting plenty off. It was it was a close fight. Uh, who I was impressed with, Jack Jenkins. He was the yeah. featured featured on the early prelim. Look good, Joe. Yeah, very good. Very impressed by Jack Jenkins. Dominant performance over nice Don Shane. on strikes, heavy kicks. Uh, one to watch. And then I loved myself a bit of Jamie Malarkey. Actually, yes, so. mate. Yes, very good performance. <laughs> putting the putting the cap, putting the reins on the young Francisco Prado, showing him that uh, perhaps lightweight isn't the division for him. I mean, he almost nicked it at the end that Kimura for Prado, but Malarkey showed the uh, wherewithal to get out of there. Um, also, he's, he's, he's entering grizzled vet status mm. at like th- twenty nine or whatever Jamie <laughs> Malarkey is. That's a, that's a tough chin. 28, Joe. Oh, my God. Um, Prado did impress me, though, that at the end, where he actually seemed to have figured Malarkey out a little bit, which was because Prado kept, like, hand-fighting a bit, or his, his hands weren't that close. And then towards the end, his hands were, like, very close to his head, and he was waiting for Malarkey through, and he threw these, like, really tight hooks in close to uh, rock Malarkey just a little bit, just uh, land some nice shots on him. So uh, Prado, nice adjustment at the end, but overall Malarkey just sort of pieced him up. Uh, at range, I agree though. Prado, I think one forty-five is probably your, more your division than one fifty-five. It'll only get worse from here. Um, also, I want to shout out the Joshua uh, Kudibau uh, Melsic uh, uh, Bagadasarian fight. Uh, I thought Bagadasarian was doing all right up until he wasn't. <laughs> Knockdown rear naked choke from Kudibau. A bit of afters, lovely stuff. And Modestus Bukowskis gets a. A solid decision win over Tyson Pedro. Nice to see Bukowski's back in the UFC. And uh, hopefully he can get his rematch and revenge on Khalil Roundtree. 
Tom, that was UFC 284. The prelims were so-so, but that main card, you know what? It delivered. It delivered. Every single fight had some element of entertainment, some element of action, and then a tremendous title fight at the top between Makachev and Volkanovski. Yeah, let's just return to that just for uh, for a moment. I know you got some news for us, Joe, but you were saying that uh, perhaps it wasn't as good a fight as as most people seem to feel like it was. It was really made the occasion by the crowd, uh, by what was at stake, by such a likable, as we now can now clearly say, charismatic mm. uh, underdog in Volkanovski. For me, though, uh, I, I disagree with you because I it's one of those fights. I mean, Annex said it at the time. It's kind of like you remember where you were. It was such a grand occasion. I'm mm. still buzzing from it. And I can go and watch that a third time and I'm going to enjoy it just the same. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I'll, I'll give it some time. I'll give it some time. I, I, I don't know. At least for me, the fights where like I'm really sort of like blown away by them. I think they're one of the best fights ever. They're... It just didn't reach that level. Um, I'm talking, you know, from last year, Glover versus Prohashka, um, Sarukian versus Gamrot. You know what I mean? Like, that sort of, like, complete carnage. Oliveira Gaethje from last year as well. Just in terms of, like, oh, my God, sort of carnage. But, again, this was, it was a bit more technical, this fight. Because um, it had to be. Volkanovski had to be that. He had to have that game plan. Well, but there's so much more to dig into in future episodes. He he thought he had to have that game plan. Let's just be clear. I think Volkanovski comes out and he just lights a fire under Makachev's ass for 25 minutes. I think Volkanovski will look back at that. He'll look at the way that he exited Makachev's clinch in the fourth. Uh, mm. He's a little bit overconfident and ended up getting getting his back taken. Uh, and I think he'll look at the early round. He'll look at the first round and he'll think, I'll, I'll get that one next time. I'll go after him. Much more volume. Um and expect Makachev to wilt further as the fight goes on. Um, yeah, I think Volkanovski will feel like he left the money on the table. But maybe, he maybe. I also, I also do think. I don't know, man. I just had this vibe off of this as well that Makachev had a really rough cut. Like there was something Re- bad with. His, he did reference, he did reference that reference as well. That. Yeah, he did. Um, one, so I one don't, final, yeah, one well, final note. Um, just to round out the positioning of the judges. Derek, clearly 49-46. You did say that you could score four rounds potentially to Makachev. At a squint. At a squint. I've probably, if memory serves, probably round three out of two and three. I think two lent more to Volkanovski and three. Again, I gave round three to Volkanovski, but if I was to give one of those two to Makachev, it probably would have been three. What did he give to Makachev? Derek clearly scored the first four rounds for Makachev. Right. And just gave Volkanovski right. the fifth. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Whereas uh, David Leatherby and Ben Cartledge, they were unified in giving Makachev the first two. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll say that I gave Makachev the second round first time round and Volkanovski the second round, the second watch through. And then, yeah, Volkanovski taking the third, Makachev winning the fourth. And the fifth, of course, going to Volkanovski. If you go out to the wider media, uh, there were two out of some 20 or so who gave it 49-46 Makachev. Mm. The rest of them being 48-47 Makachev, 
barring your man from Sherdog, the Sports Daily, Severe MMA, MMA Mania, CBS Sports and The Score. They all gave it 48-47 Volkanovski. Uh, the most common submitted scorecard from the fans, this is on MMADecisions.com, they picked Volkanovski to win 48-47 40% of the time. That's from 3,000 fan scorecards. So then what's the, the makeup of the Makachev cards? On that. Yeah, so you've got 37%. Remember, it was 40.4% that went Volkanovski. 37% they went Makachev by 48-47. there had 49-46 um, for Makachev. And then you have got... Outliers and freaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. 2.9% outliers and freaks, and they picked Volkanovski by 49-46. Which is ludic- ludicrous, yeah. Um, right. Tremendous. Let's talk about the news. There's one bit of news I really want to talk about from this card, which is Jens Pulver goes into the Hall of Fame. Really nice moment where he found out live, watching it on his stream as he uh, commentates on these cards, that he was going into the Hall of Fame. Teared up. Your man was uh, very much taken aback and surprised. Pulver, I mean, let's say it, as old school as it gets, Tom. My God, this is... I mean, a pioneer in a way. I mean, one of the first, like, names of that era, post-2000. And, yeah, a bit of a pioneer for the smaller weight classes. And, uh, yeah. Well, he won the inaugural lightweight championship. Crazy to think that there were people out there saying that lightweight can't be in division. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Well, the UFC. 2001, Joe, February. Different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's entered the Pioneers wing. I don't, don't think there's anywhere else you're going to put him. Uh, fought the likes of Dwayne Ludwig, BJ Penn. Kauno. Kauno, yeah. And then later on, BJ Penn again, Joe Lozon, Uriah Faber, Uriah Faber again. I mean, he's been in there with some of the bigger names in the sport. And yeah, nice that he was recognised in that way. It was it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, it really, really was. Fought the- Dean Thomas as well, my God. Dean Thomas, Takanori Gomi. Oh, my word. Cub Swanson, Leonard Garcia. My God, he fought like all of like those like big pioneering names of that era. No, for the smaller weight classes, like man, 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 man. But yeah, um, yeah, it was a nice moment. Also, it's just like a name that just I don't think gets that much recognition from that time because it's like BJ Penn was obviously the most dominant name of that era in those weight classes, and it's uh, nice for Jens to get that sort of moment. It does make me think, though, calling it a Hall of Fame is a it's a bit of a stretch now, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Hall of very good, maybe. Not a Hall of Fame. But the sport's so young that maybe it doesn't really justify a Hall of Fame just yet. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I, I know where you're coming from, Joe. I don't know. It's nice to honour these guys. It's nice that they feel part of the wider family still. I hope it's not too political in who gets to be in there and who doesn't. We know that it is. It is. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do with Pulver? He was a pioneer. Yeah, He was a pioneer. He definitely was. He definitely was. And uh, we thank him for that. Um, Let's look ahead to this Saturday. Funnily enough, me and Tom do not want to do uh, a full preview of the Jessica Andrade Aaron Blanchfield card. So we're just going to give you the good bits now. Andrade steps in on short notice steps in for Tyler Santos to face Blanchfield um, I would just essentially say this is a number one contenders fight to face Shevchenko Shevchenko is facing Alexa Grasso 
in the co-main of the Jones serial Garn card. Um, simply put, Tom, who are you having? Well, it's certainly a good fight, and credit oh, to Adraj for, for stepping in, because mm. Blanchfields look damn good. Yeah. Damn good. That being said, though, her wins are over. Molly McCann, JJ Aldrich, Miranda Maverick. Slightly different tier to Andrade. So this is the big test for her. Being yeah. by far the biggest win of her career. Uh, I, I'm leaning I'm leaning towards Andrade. She's looked very good of late. Um, yeah, I'm leaning Andrade as well. I think um, just that experience level and also just the finishing ability she has. Strong, strong hands she has. If Blanchfield can get her down and wrestle her, then maybe she could sort of get through it. But again, like, Draj is just so strong. She's so, so strong that, like, I, I don't know. I just struggle to see how Blanchfield can keep it in for a long time. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Blanchfield's only younger. She's 23 years old. Like, there's no rush to, like, get her up there just yet. But a great test. If she can beat Andraj, definite, definite number one contender. And listeners, luckily for you, because this card is so poor, you will be getting a Sunday post from me breaking down this card Sunday evening. Um, that will be when I am back, at least, um, to talk about this. Tom, is there anything else you want to talk about on uh, on this week's episode of Hold On, I'm Talking Brother? As you said, Joe, uh, I mean, we can look ahead further to this card. There are a few other names we could pick out, but really... The thing that's dominating my mind is that we are now in the age of Alexander Volkanovsky. Yeah. And it is a great place to be. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is, isn't it? It's, it's weird now that, like, I know the sun just shines differently now, doesn't it? It's just, uh, things are just different. And now we, you know, because the whole, like, pound for pound thing, it's like a bit of a weird cred to have anyway. I think a lot of people don't really understand it. And I don't know, like, it was just this weird moment of, like, even though he lost, I don't think anyone thinks any less of him. Uh, I mean, it's a bit of a shame that people don't think more of Makachev for actually beating him. Because he does have the win over him now. Like, that is a major achievement. Um, I just think that Volkanovski is probably still the best all-round fighter in the world right now. Is there anyone else that's close? So, sorry, this wasn't enough for Volkanovski to move ahead of Makachev because he was stepping up the weight class on a pound-for-pound basis. You're arguing Volkanovski's still the the man to beat. No, I mean, you'd have to give it to Makachev. But for me, personally, I would still have Volk number one. <laughs> like, I know what... this is. The, it's like when I scored it for Volk. When I scored the win for Volk, I'm like, I think Volk's won this, but I know he hasn't. You know what I mean? Like, I know that they're going to give those rounds to Makachev. Joe, there was one thing that coloured this for me, and that's that I had seen an image of Makachev with a belt around his waist going oh, before- into the fight. Yeah. Oh, you had it spoiled for you? Yeah. Well, I I didn't know, but that was the image I'd seen. It might uh. have been some build-up, so I was kind of being guided in that direction, perhaps, when I was making making the scoring uh, after the fight. Yeah, it really makes sense that that image would have been of Makachev winning this fight. So... Yeah, I was coloured a bit by that, and having had a more neutral second look through, I don't know. Mm. I think there's a strong case there for Alexander Volkanovsky winning the fight, and I can see now that the reception to the fight is very much that, yeah, Volk won. I mean, you look at the striking stats and you look at the damage. Excellent. Yeah, 
Right. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back uh, next week uh, to preview... What's the card after the Blanchfield Andrage one? Oh, is it uh, the Krilov versus Span? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, we'll be back for that, I guess. Is there yeah, anything you, on that I card? Mean, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out. I'm looking for something, Joe, but all I find in my hands is Augusto Sakai versus Dontali Maez. Hey, your boy Jordan Levitt versus Victor Martinez. Uh, oh, hold on. The return of Tatiana Suarez. That's that's big. That's big that she's come back. Um. Andre Muniz versus Brendan Allen. Come on. Yeah, I mean, we'll Get take excited. what we're given. We'll take what we're given. All right, we'll be back. There'll be, I'm sure something mental will have happened in that time that we can uh, chew the fat over. Um, but yeah, Tom, thank you so much for joining me. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. You can contact us at holdonbrother69 at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, spread the words, comment if you wish. And uh, thank you for joining us this week, Tom. Tom? Yeah, if you've made it this far, guys, do us the favour of giving us your scorecard for that main event. Yes, absolutely. We would absolutely. love to digest this some more. Yes, absolutely. There's, this is going to go on for weeks, I think, and uh, the minutiae of that fight will be uh, picked over finally. Um, Joe, Tom, as soon as the, as soon as this pod is over, I'm coming at you with some more on this. We're going, we're going <laughs> after dark because I just think about this all day. But we're in the one-hour format. Here we go. Goodbye, listeners. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Bye-bye.
Alexander Volkanovsky got to these title shots by outpacing his opponents and outwitting them with his movement.